Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, VESW, Jay, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Embers, Fabe, Blossom, William P, Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R, Christopher, Jess, and Sam. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. All right, Dara, it's that time again. Is it really been that long already? I figure we'll do this about every six months just because it's fun. It is a pretty fun episode. I do mm-hmm. like this this stuff. If this is your first time with us, we will be answering reddit questions if this is your first time with us why no that's not the question this is your first time with us why are you starting here at that at this episode yeah not why are they starting with us no 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 because we're fucking awesome well no that is a given but i'm saying like why this episode why are why did you pick reddit to start with because maybe they're reddit fans i mean i'm a reddit fan but and I just want to remind everybody, we actually did start a Reddit group. <laughs> Shut up. We haven't done anything with it yet. We Mostly are- because Dara is in charge of it. See, this is, and everyone wants to know why I'm in charge of so many things. Because this is what happens when Dara's in charge of it. Doesn't get done. Exactly. Hey, I do the editing. That's true. You do a fabulous job. Thank you. That's all I need. There we go. That's all I want. Okay. <laughs> if you are a Reddit fan... And you like to go through Reddit. If you'll let us know what kind of stuff you would like to see in our Reddit group. Do you want questions and answers? Do you want advice? Do you want... I don't Reddit much. So I don't really even know what to say as ideas for what to do on Reddit. Yeah, we also need somebody else to mod that shit because I am not going to do it. (laughs) Just, I'm putting it out there. I am not going to do it. Did I I tell you my son offered to? No. He's thinking about it. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I told him, is he sure he wanted to do that? No. And just in case anybody's running, he's an adult. He's 27. So I'm not offering my minor child to, to moderate a BDSM oh my subreddit. God, that'd be hysterical. Right? But no. The family that kinks together stays no! together. No. <laughs> no. As much as I love him, no. no that would be awkward as fuck for me. No. So sorry. Just no. Now I want to do it. Sorry. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> He's upstairs. I'm going to go tell him right now. No. 
All right, veto ready? powers. Here's our first question. Oh, we have to actually read questions now? Okay. We do. We, there's notes. I know you haven't looked at them yet. I did. But there's notes. I did. I have thoughts. Okay. Oh, yay. All right. Ready? Hello, all. <laughs> I, I'm just reading this. I, I, know. I just had a quick question. Does anyone else shake slash tremble throughout the session? I shake slash tremble the whole time. I trust my dom a lot. She is great. And we have had many sessions, but the shaking has never, has never stopped. I assume it's adrenaline. Anyone have ideas on how to mitigate it a little bit? It gets annoying sometimes. Any input is appreciated. Okay. So here's the first one I have thoughts about. Yes. I have an actual story that is this. Story time. Story time. A lot of you know that I do events. Mm-hmm. And at our last event, which was risque a little like a month ago, and the one two before that, I have had the same person sign up for um, a demo. And this person, she very much likes the fear aspect, not the actual pain itself. She's not a masochist. She doesn't like the physical pain. You can be a masochist for emotional that's, pain. That's true. I did. Sorry. To that episode when we actually discussed that and I learned that I am a mental masochist. She likes the fear, mm-hmm. the mental, the fuckery. So that's two episodes that we've done now. Fuck around that. and find out. Yep. So she likes that part of it. So whenever I do a demo on her, I turn it up to the point where she's scared of it. Like she can hear it and it hurts, but it's it, that's she's the anticipation of it is what gets her. Mm-hmm. And I, at this point, know all of her spots that she's scared of the most. And I won't tell her. I'll do a mind fuck and I'll just hit it. And she shakes the entire time. Getting on the table to when I turn the turn the wand on, she shakes and cries and wiggles. And I love it because I love the noise. But it's exactly this the entire time. And it just it's convenient for me. It's not an inconvenience like this person it's convenient because it gives me access to other spots. Like if she's laying down and she twists a little bit, I can get her right on the ass. For this, I my thing is if you can't stop it, make it work for you. Yeah. I, for me, the problem is, is I would need to know what's going on. I get that the shake sometimes too. When I'm bottoming for an impact scene, sometimes it warms me up and I get hot. But sometimes, for whatever reason, my reaction is I get cold Hmm. and I start shivering. I have actually done impact scenes where I'm literally wearing nothing but socks. (laughs) Your feet are warm. Trying to stay warm. And I have called probably about two or three scenes because I got so cold, I couldn't stay still. I I was shivering and shaking too much. And it just became a risk factor. That's because your damn dungeon is freezing. None of it was in my dungeon. Oh. There were other people's dungeons. Oh. It became a risk factor because they couldn't guarantee they were going to hit me where they were supposed to because I couldn't stay still because I'm shivering. I so, can see how that would be a problem, right? Yeah. So part of it is I would say, what's what's happening? Is it that you are literally cold? In which case, increase the temperature. Maybe you have to turn the heat up. For when you're doing the scene and then when you're done, you can turn it down. Now, the problem is, is then your top who is working very hard is probably going to sweat. That's a workout. But at least you're staying still. Maybe if you're on a spanking bench, 
you can wrap a blanket around your legs and feet and keep you warm and and all of that. But what if it really is just a huge adrenaline rush? Because that can make you shake too. I know when I drop, I shake. Right. When the adrenaline leaves me, I shake. Yeah. I would think in that instance, part of what's happening is that the adrenaline is happening too fast so that they need to make it more of a gradual buildup that maybe they're going from zero to 60 mm-hmm. versus 10 and 20 and 30 and go slowly and carefully. And then your adrenaline is not going to be like, boom, it'll be a more gradual increase of adrenaline. And maybe that will help you not react to the adrenaline by shaking. Now, that doesn't mean when it's over and the adrenaline leaves you, you shake, because that I have had too. I have had at the end of scenes when the adrenaline leaves, all of a sudden I get the shakes. Yeah, but so again, I wonder how – so with you, your adrenaline rush and your subspace is different. So question, have you ever gotten the shakes from a drop of adrenaline, a drop in adrenaline levels when you've done rope? Because that is when – Okay. That is the one time where your subspace looks like what everybody else describes as typical subspace. A little more, yes. But so your your shakes start after like impact. Yes, they've happened after impact. Um, but it's been a long time. That that was more in the early days mm-hmm. of my impact sessions. Oh, well, so the last time I had I have drops with daddy. Like if we have a particularly bonkers scene i will have drops where i get freezing cold and just shake also if i have a particularly good scene i'll get aftershocks which is great but the last the the very first time i dropped i was uncontrolled shaking for like three straight hours so another question is are you already in drop at this point like i don't know how but that's the only time I can think of it. I don't know when the adrenaline is in you, you could be shaking, but I, the most I've heard of it is when the adrenaline leaves. Yeah, I would have, I have so many more questions for this person before I could really offer it. But I, I think the beginning point is build up grad, more gradually than yeah, apparently slow you're, down. You're, you're doing. Slow down. And that'll help. So speaking of, yes, let's talk about receiving pain. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why you picked this I'm one. I'm shaking in excitement. <laughs> Actually. Yes. Going backwards. Uh-huh. Maybe they're just too damn excited. Oh. Like a puppy. Oh, and their little tails wagging. Or in your case, tits, because that's what just happened. Because I have no ass at all, so it's got to be the tits that wag. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> tits. Oh, God. All right. So Fucking tits. That's a whole nother episode. Rece- <laughs> receiving pain. Uh, hello. Hello. 26 female. I have been in the BDSM community for about three years now and I need some help. My dom, 24M, a sadist and likes to see me in pain. All pain is consent unless I say stop. The reason I need some help is because my dom wants to use his belt on my bare butt and he has before, but I can only take three of his swings before I can't stand the pain because of him being so strong. He really wants to use his belt on me more. I do have a bit of a butt, so I feel like that helps. What can I do to help with being spanked with his belt so I can take more than three spa- three smacks? Thanks. 
Edit. I just want everyone to know I would like to be spanked by his belt. This is my doing and asking for he just wants to spank me with his belt and I am completely okay with it. He does not have control issues. If I use a safe word, he completely stops everything and aftercare is done. Mm-hmm. Rara? Yes. I feel like this is right up your alley because mm-hmm. you answer a lot of questions about how can I get more marks. Mm-hmm. In this case, I think it's the same thing. It's to- a pain tolerance buildup. I think my guess is that what's probably happening is is when she's, she's talking, she can only take three because of how strong he is. He's starting at a level five instead of starting at a level one. Mm-hmm. Or an eight. Yeah. Maybe going yeah. almost full strength. Right. He needs, there needs to be a longer warm up. The more warm up you have, the better it will be. The, uh, the other thing she could look at is what maybe puts her in a right frame of headspace. I've talked about this a lot. As an exhibitionist, if I have an audience, I can take more. Mm-hmm. When it's just, I've done scenes where it's just me and my top or, you know, one or two other people. I just can't take as much pain as I can when there's an audience of several people. And we've done experiments before where we have had people go do electro first and then go to impact. They can take more impact after electro because their adrenaline is already up. Mm-hmm. So maybe do like Robert said, get your warm up done first or do something else that gets your adrenaline spiking first. Right. And I think... Part of the problem is, is, and I know this is so common with with bottoms who are into receiving pain, and I've been there, so I, I know what I'm talking about. You feel like if you don't take a certain amount of pain, you're failing. Right. And that's ridiculous because you have to be aware that on any given day, your pain tolerance is going to change. And even if everything is the same, maybe day one... You can take a shit ton of pain, but day two, you can't. You're just a little bit more tired or a little bit more stressed, or you're just not feeling it today. It can happen. There isn't this magical goal line that if you don't meet, you're somehow not a real kinkster or you're not a real masochist. I hate those words. Yeah. Real and fake. Real anything. Yeah. You need to figure yourself out. I mean, as I said, I've, I have figured out for me, the audience makes a difference. I have figured out for me, the music makes a difference. If I can get the right music, that will help me get to a better headspace. That's actually a really good advice for this person. Maybe they can find a playlist that yeah. gets their blood pumping a little. They need to find their perfect headspace. And it may be trying out a bunch of different things. Maybe it's the position they're in. I can take more on a spanking bench than I can standing because I don't have to concentrate on having to stand. If I'm on a spanking bench, my weight is being held up. I don't have to think about my legs staying straight mm-hmm. and, and not falling. And maybe they can negotiate with their dom about starting with hands. Yeah. Light slapping of the of And the, they should. The hands. Belts are upper level impact. Especially you should never start. With a belt, ever. You work up to a belt. I would recommend in this case, almost keeping a journal. Here's here's what the parameters were today, and here's how many hits I could take. Now let's change one of these parameters. 
Now I could take this many hits. Next time I've changed these parameters. How many hits can I take? And learn who you are. We're going to actually, one of my to-do episodes is going to be how to be a better bottom. And we're going to go into great detail about all of this type of stuff. Because it's going to be how you can be a better bottom for your top, and but how yourself. you can be a better bottom for yourself. Yeah. And that's that's important. It's just it's all just getting to know yourself. And in this case, it's a lot of negotiation because this is not just the bottom wanting to do this for her. In this case, she wants to do it for her top. And the top is starting too hard, clearly. There needs to be more negotiation and the top needs to pull back a bit. Yeah. They need to just, I know you get the excitement and you get the adrenaline and you just want to go full force to start with and you can't. I mean, I should say that you can, but then your consequences of that are going to be, they're just not going to be able to take as much and they're more likely to get injured. Yeah. And when you start having those kind of negatives within the scene, that takes away. And if she's doing the scene worrying I hope I can take more. I want to take more. I hope I can take more. Then your headspace is already affected. Yeah. And you're already not just, just from that alone, you're not going to be able to take a whole lot. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yes. I know what my answer to this one is. And I can guess what yours is. <laughs> Could you be satisfied without BDSM in your life? No. Yeah. That was mine. But I'll, I'll read the rest of the oh, question. There's, there's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was mine I too. Mean, that was like my first thought. I, 20 male, am really submissive. I have tons of kinks and I love BDSM in general. Recently being interested in trying out being a dom and expanding my sexuality. However, I am in a four-year relationship with a person, 24 male, who honestly couldn't be more vanilla. He is flexible and tries to be slightly dominant. He even fills some of my kinks, which is awesome. But to be honest, if I have to ask him to do certain things to me, it loses all essence about the dom-sub dynamic. Vanilla sex with him is really good but I just keep regretting not being able to enjoy certain things I feel really attracted to. I just want to know if you all personally think a person with strong BDSM tendencies could be happy living in a closed vanilla relationship like this one. A dom told me once that we BDSM enjoyers can't really escape from who we really are, but I don't know if that was serious. I tried it. You tried it. Didn't work. Almost end of story. Well, it's really interesting because obviously this person here is male with a male partner, right? Yes. Did they try being straight? I mean, I guess that depends on. But my point is, is, is that that's who they are. You can't change that. Right. And if you are into BDSM, if you are kinky, you can't change that. That's part of who you are. So when you said, have they tried being straight, I w immediately went, huh? Well, okay, if they're bi, maybe. But if they're if they're But even gay, if they're bi, they've never been straight. It just means they've had straight, they've had relationships that right. are straight. But. So like, no, now I see your point. It took me a hot second because right. I was like, wait, what? Uh, where's she going with this? But yeah, you're exactly right. They, you can't change who you are. And I'm, I'm going to get flack. You shouldn't change who you are for someone else. I tried. Twice. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was given an ultimatum. What? Kink or the relationship. Fuck that. And I went, bye. It's the second you get an <laughs> ultimatum, adios. Yeah. No. 
I I spent nine years in a vanilla relationship, and this was the person who called my little disgusting in couples counseling therapy. And I went, no, I'm out. I'm done. That was it. That was the final straw that broke the camel's back. Done. You do not call right. that side of me disgusting. And the same way that you can't take somebody who's kinky and try to get them to live vanilla. You can't take somebody who's vanilla and try to get them to be kinky. And it sounds like this person is trying to be sprinkly, as we put it, right. but they really don't have any sprinkles. They don't. And they shouldn't have to. No. It's wonderful that they're trying, but they can't. What I would ask is, I know people who are in platonic DS relationships. DS doesn't have to have a sexual component. Would your partner be okay with you being in a platonic DS relationship? I guess, you know, and that's really going to depend on your partner's uh, views of, I don't know, I want to say morality, but I don't think that's the right word. Yeah. Because for a lot of people, just that platonic, you're naked. You know, I have platonic everything with people other than Daddy J. All of my kink stuff is platonic. Yeah. They're naked. Right. And, but they don't even have to be naked in this sense. They could keep their underwear on. But you're touching bits. Maybe, so maybe the not. the partner may have a problem with that. Yeah. But what or I the find- partner may have a problem f- looking at the marks on the person right. like yours did for a time. Yeah. What I find interesting here, so they talk about the fact that the vanilla sex is really good, but nowhere in this is there mention of love. Do you love your partner? Well, they're in a four-year relationship with that person, I assume, yes. I would assume that. Why? Because maybe they, maybe the love is not a romantic love anymore. Maybe it's a, I love you, you're like my family love. And there's no romance. Okay, no. Because if they're still having sex, it better not be family love. But you know what I mean. I yeah, No, because I feel like if they're still having sex and the sex is good and it's four years, there's love there. There's some type of love there, but doesn't necessarily mean there's passionate, I can't live my life without you, love. At the end of my relationship with my vanilla person, I, I still love him. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We weren't having sex anymore because I was just like, no, I don't feel that way. I do not have any romantic feelings for you at mm-hmm. all anymore. No sex. I've, I've had sex with, there's been zero romantic feelings. I mean, I had sex with you and there's zero romantic feelings, See? but that's not in a partner situation. I agree to disagree. You're going to have to agree to disagree. But I'm, that's, but I just, that's what I find interesting is that had I, been in this person's position writing this, I would have mentioned something like, I really love them. I'd like to figure this out because I want us to stay together. But that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing things like I keep regretting yeah, not being able to enjoy certain things I feel really attracted to. I'm not getting the sense that this person is honestly looking for yeah. a way to stay in it because they even mentioned that they were once told be that kinksters can't escape who we really are. And I feel like that is been has been stuck in this person's head and it's like eating at them. And I agree with whoever said that. I don't think that BDSM enjoyers can ever really escape. We currently have a friend who decided they don't want to be in BDSM anymore and they're going to go find a partner and it doesn't matter if they're vanilla or not. Right. And then uh, recently they mentioned to me that they were starting to get back involved in their kink community. Mm-hmm. It's who we are. You like I, chocolate? You like kink? I mean, it's there's just it's what you you like what you like, 
And that doesn't go away. You can't pray the gay away. You can't pray the kink away. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? Oh my God. Can you imagine kink conversion camps? Ooh, how do we do that? No, converting out of kink. Oh, sorry. Not, I got excited. I'm like, we're going to convert them kink. to kinksters. <laughs> I'm like, yes, brilliant idea. God. Sorry. Got excited there for a minute. You just went the complete wrong direction. <laughs> you say ying, I go yang. That's true. <laughs> I just, my in my personal experience, it's not possible. You cannot make a vanilla person kinky and you cannot take the kink out of the kinkster. No. I'm sure that other people will disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But have they you- be wrong. <laughs> But I mean, think about it. Has anybody successfully really just cut out kink out of their lives permanently? Nobody and that we, I know. I know several kinksters who took breaks. Yes. And well, then they always come back. If you think about it, we can't even ask the listeners because just by listening, they have not cut out kink. And don't you dare because then you won't listen to us anymore. And don't I would you be sad. dare because it's more fun this way. <sighs> You'd miss us. <laughs> You'd miss kink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, <laughs> us. It's all about us, really. Thank you. That's all I've been saying. There, there it is. I um, There you go, Ra-Ra. I'm saying it's all about us. It's me and Ra-Ra all the way. You have to stay with us forever. You're Thank stuck. you. Just like I'm stuck on this podcast, you are stuck listening. Yes. Okay? Yes. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> yes. That was my that was my verbal pat on Ra-Ra's head. And Ra-Ra's smiling because I <laughs> that works for me. Can you hear the sarcasm? <laughs> Um, (laughs) no I'm kidding I actually love doing this I I make it sound like it's inconvenient when I just say stuff like that but it's not I love it she keeps coming back for more and she says she's not a masochist (laughs) (laughs) but I think Rara and I both agree on this one (gasps) no mark it on the calendar that's twice now I know oh my god one day wow it's a new record Dara I got a special question just for you. I think I see what this one is. <laughs> I saw this one and I thought, ah, we have to include this. Did you really squawk like that? I probably did. You were like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I really did. Because I knew it would make you happy. And you know I like making you, you do, happy. You do. I do appreciate that about you, how much you love to make me happy. So I you did. bring me newbies and electricity and it's wonderful. There you go. It's better than flowers. It lasts longer. Much longer. <laughs> flowers do not last the hour that <laughs> so all right you want me to read this one you read it because it's it's special for you i see this all right let's see. so guess what this one's about guys I don't know. could it be about impact blood i don't know it's about needles clearly because that's my favorite <laughs> no <laughs> new to electricity play oh my god newbie and electricity play <laughs> Just sorry if we just burst your eardrums. It's okay. They love it. I'm so excited. Or they're just scared of us and they don't know how to tell us not to. Um, yes. Well, okay. That's that can't be true because the patrons in the Discord they'll tell us that. All right. They have no qualms about telling us what's what, which is <laughs> fan fucking tastic. <laughs> okay. I'm fairly new to electricity play because electricity is one of my fears. <laughs> but I enjoy but I enjoy being afraid of my partner, assuming it's consensual, of course. So yesterday, my Dom was playing with the new little zapper wand. 
Okay. No kink shaming. I'm not kink shaming. Clearly, it's just Zapper Wand. I love it. It's so cute sounding. Not but- everybody knows all the technical terms. Not everybody cares to know all the technical terms. Continue. You do not have that excuse, little miss. Eyes glaze over when I talk about this shit until it pertains to you. I know. Keep talking. I'm going to have some coffee. Um, where the fuck was? Oh, yeah. Zapper wand. <laughs> you got so distracted by the zapper wand. It's a cute. I might actually just call it zapper wand from now on. There I think go. it's adorable. Uh, I zapper wand that I got and it was a lot of fun, but it ended up burning me and leaving some marks, which I'm fine with. But I was wondering if this is supposed to happen. Like the marks it left is two small dots where the contacts touch my skin. And I'm mainly wondering if you're supposed to actually touch the skin with the zapper or hold the button to let the arc to to let it arc to the skin. Okay, well, first of all, I need to know what kind of zapper wand they're talking about because this is not a violet wand. Okay. It's it's not. As soon as they said two small dots where the contacts touched my skin, mostly the violet wand only has the one contact point. There's very few toys where it will have multiple contact points and hold the button and let it arc to the skin. Well, and most of the zappers that I know have just the tip. I'm wondering if they're actually talking about a cattle prod. Ooh. That that's sort of interesting cuz to me cattle prod's sort of up there. Oh, oh yeah, that's a whole different level of electroplay, one that I don't do. Um so there's tasers, which will this also sounds like and cattle prod. Those are the only two that off the top of my head without like doing a deep dive into the different implements and options. Those are the only two that I can think of that would have the two prong looking devices that would touch the skin. Now, a taser, depending on the taser that you're using, there's the kind that the cops use, which kind of has that spring um, spring action. Mm-hmm. And the once they push the button, it's actually got these like really long wires and it will fly and you have to aim it at the person. And once that makes contact, that's when the electricity happens. But then there's also the handheld ones where it's got the two prongs and then the zap goes in between the two prongs. So it's um it's a dipolar. That's what we call that when it's got the two and then it goes in between. That's why you never touch somebody over the chest with anything that's dipolar. That's why you don't do over the chest with um with a TENS unit. Because if you have two pads that the electricity goes between, you don't want to touch that on the chest. That's that's basically asking for a heart attack. A wand usually is monopolar, which means it has one contact point and doesn't go between anything. So it's a lot safer. So I don't think this is a wand. So when they called it a zappy wand, I'm wondering, I and the fact that it's wand, I'm wondering if it's a cattle prod. It might be. I just find that really kind of crazy that they're new to this and the first and thing they, they do is start go with for cattle prods i mean of all the crazy things i do i have not worked up the guts yet to do cattle prods or tasers i've used what's the one that they, i forget i think it's like a snap something it's not a cattle prod but it's like a level below that i would say the zappers it is a, like it a, has a red yeah oh i have yeah i have i've those. used that yeah i've used those simple beauty like to have two of them Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'd get me one side and I, I then she'd get me the other side. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. She's, she's mean that way. I want to say I did a cattle prod once 
a really long time ago on my thigh, it's really, really deep feeling. It's a completely different feeling than... So I like to say that the uh, wand is surface. The TENS unit is deeper because it's muscular. Cattle prod goes even deeper. Like that, that's like bone deep level shock. Probably not accurate description, but that's what it kind of feels like. I don't know if you've ever tried that. I have not. I've seen cattle prods in action. I have not been brave enough to try them. Mm -hmm. I did it the one time. It was interesting. And yes, I'm using that on purpose. I caught it, but I was like, no, I'm going to leave it. It it is actually interesting sensation. But I do understand where, like, they're saying the arc, that that can arc. And the two prongs on the sides, that can easily leave the two small dots. And it can burn, yes. And you can touch those to the skin. That yes. Is the, that is how you use it. I'm thinking this is a cattle prod. I, I, can you link this to me? Because now I need to look at all the comments and see if they responded. I'll, I'll try. Like, because I want to ask what exactly they're talking about. Because Zapper Wand can be a bunch of different things. That's not necessarily a violet wand. For the rest of you guys who may be now curious, can a violet wand do these? Yes, it can. Robert's looking at me like, wait, what? It can. It can leave marks. That's why every single time I play with anyone, the first thing I ask is, are you okay with it leaving marks? Guess what those marks are, Rara? Electric burns? Electrical burns, yeah. I got it right! They're actual electrical burns. However, depending on... Okay, so quick story. I was giving a lesson the other day, and our friend T was my demo bottom for the lesson. She is one of those people, as much as she demo bottoms for me, we have to be very careful with what I use on her because she is one of those people that she's actually allergic to metals, like a lot of different metals. She's allergic. And she has very pasty white. (laughs) She is very, very white. She makes me look tan. She has, she has red hair, pale white skin. She's white. White. (laughs) She's about as like, what is she, Irish? Like, call her Casper? Probably could. Yeah. That should be her scene name now. <laughs> but so between these two things, she marks very easily and intensely. So when I was showing my, my friend about all these different things that you can do, we had to like really, really quickly go through the metals and not like linger on that. And even then her skin turned red, red, like sunburn red. And it was getting a little bit raised the raised part is the allergic reaction. The red is her skin type and it's causing electrical burns. So, but on her, they last a little bit longer because allergy. But on someone like me, even if I'm demoing for eight hours straight with the mechanical, I will have electrical burns on my tan skin. I'm pretty fucking tan. I'm Italian. As I don't sunburn that easily either. So we've got electrical burns all over my arms and I'm like pointing at my arms at Rara right now and she's looking at me like I can't see you're wearing a sweater but I will even burn as much as I'm used to this it does cause electrical burns but they don't stay very long so on this person again depending on how long it lasts is going to be skin type it's going to be implement used glass will not cause as much of a reaction as metal because metal conducts more it's going to be more intense and you know, there's a huge difference between the violet wand and a taser. 
Yeah. <laughs> just, the there, sa- just the name alone. Huge difference. There's a difference between a taser and a cattle prod or one of those zappy snap things that you use. I don't even know what the hell they're called. I love all these technical terms. Zappy snap thing. I'm going to just call it that from now on, I think. But yeah, it can. Bo- all of these items can cause injury. Kink can cause injury. Slapping someone in the ass can cause a bruise. Dara walking on the sidewalk can yeah. cause injury and marks and bruises. Dara walking at work and tripping <laughs> over somebody and falling to her knees like she did last week causes bruises. Let me tell you, <laughs> this shit is two weeks old now. And uh, yeah, I still got l- very green bruises on my knees. So not just kink people, just walking if you're a klutz. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that answer i mean i i need more information i can't answer this right. question but the the well, simple answer some is inf- important information the simple so. answer is yes and, and i think the other important thing to remember too is almost everything we do runs the risk of leaving some type of mark mm-hmm. we can say are you okay with marks we'll, which will determine maybe how hard we'll go at something but i at least tell people even those who want to do light impact i cannot promise that there will be no marks. No, you can't promise that ever. You can't promise you'll get marks. You can't promise there will be no marks. There is, there's no, there's no way to figure that out. If only there were, then those of us who like marks would get them more often. And we already did an entire episode on that, that you cannot predict that even if you normally get marks. So yeah, the, the like I said, the simple answer is yeah, yeah, it's supposed to do that. But It depends on what the hell it is. All right. So this next one I picked out because it is, I think, a common problem for a lot of people who identify as submissive or bottoms. Yeah. And I I know you you think, I think you've actually said this before, haven't you? It's very common. Mm -hmm. All right. I safe worded out and I feel so guilty. I want to preface this with my Dom boyfriend is new to this. I have always been into BDSM and open about what I like, would like, with previous relationships, but none have ever had the desire. I met my boyfriend almost a year ago, and recently I talked with him about it, and he was all for trying anything. We made sure to have boundaries and safe words and more to make sure I was safe, and so was he. I have used a slow down safe word many times since we are both new to things and seeing what our limits are, but I have never used our hard stop safe word until tonight. I moved and got slightly hurt and had to use it. He immediately stopped. And when he saw I was holding where I got hurt, he said, we are done for the night. Not in a mean way, but in a caring and understanding way. I love him already. I know you're not. I'm sorry. I I interrupted. I just, that was beautiful. That's what should happen. That's perfect. Okay, go ahead. After I calmed down a little, I felt pure guilt and still do. I know he said it's okay. And he took care of me and everything I needed in the moment but I can't get past this guilt of I should have kept going. Are there any tips or ideas on how to get past this? No. There are. There actually are. No, just, just no. Don't. I mean, I understand. Okay. That's not what I was responding to. Like, not that are there any tips and ideas of how to get past this? Yes, there is. I'm just saying, please don't Don't feel feel guilty. guilty. Please don't. It's not that easy. Right. Especially if you identify, let's say, as a submissive, you want to please your dom. 
you want to make your dom happy. And when you have to safe word out of a scene, your the little weasels in your brain start going. <laughs> I hate that term so much. I really wish you would stop saying it. Because <laughs> you don't like weasels or you don't like... I don't like rodents in general. Yeah. But yeah, that's just... Well, now now that I know you don't like it, I'm going to use them more often. Fantastic. So the little weasels in your brain start going and they start whispering in your ear, you failed. Mm. You failed him. You didn't make him happy. Now, he, in this case, now he's going to feel guilty because he hurt me. All these little sounds are going through your head and it's hard to get past that. The thing that I try to remind people in this position is we're all about wanting to make our dominant happy, right? Our mm-hmm. top happy. Do you honestly think that if you got hurt and didn't tell them that they would be happy? Daddy would be pissed. Right? You have to stop thinking about it as you've safe worded and therefore hurt them. You have communicated. You have used your safe word to communicate there's a problem. There's nothing better for your relationship than for your dominant to know that they can trust you to communicate when there's a problem. Let's just say for argument's sake, you just sucked it up. Suck it up, buttercup. Mm -hmm. And you kept going. And then later, you have a mark from this injury. And and your dominant finds it. Mm -hmm. How do you think they're going to feel? Like shit. Yeah, that's probably going to be worse than using your form of communication to let them know. It, it's really how you, you just need to rethink how, how you look at all this. I, I know one of the things is I have friends who, as submissives, they have chores that they do for their dominant, right? Mm-hmm. They make them coffee in the morning or they make them their food. Now they're sick and they don't have the energy. They can't get out of bed to do it. And their dom orders them to stay in bed, but they feel guilty. I'm not serving. I'm not doing. And my answer to that is, you view yourself, right, as your dominance property. You are theirs. Do you not take care of their stuff? That's exactly what I was going to point out. I, You got to think of it more along the lines of you are taking care of their favorite toy. Right. Isn't that what she said, too? I know who you're talking yeah. about. She says, I am his favorite if you toy. you break your toys, you can't play you can't with them. You can't play with your toys. As a little, I understand this. <laughs> If your toy gets taken away, <laughs> but you if if that's how you view yourself, you have to be able to see it as you're taking care of this. You are making sure that this favorite thing of your person is taken care of, is healthy, and is able to play in the future. Because if you break their toy, they're going to be even more mad. Yeah. And you are still serving them when you say the safe word. How many doms out there have just constantly had to fight that battle of you have to take care of yourself with their sub tons exactly little miss independence over here has to be told all the time to take care of yourself even though she's fully capable of doing it she needs reminding we've discussed this i don't know what you're talking about just i need reminding just because i had surgery at like two o'clock in the afternoon got released from the hospital at 9 30 and then drove myself home i don't know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. yeah so about that yeah we're all mad at you for that (laughs) Hey, podcast land people. <laughs> hey, pinksters. <laughs> Join with me in yelling at Rara through your whatever you're listening to us on. You can do it right now. Here, I'll leave you some space. <laughs>
can all yell at me. It's probably not going to change a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) But if it makes you feel better, go ahead. Yell. I can handle it. I left them a spot to do that. They all did it. Some of them are probably still going. I think most most of them probably just going, huh? Yeah. No. What the fuck? Little Miss Independence over here is just... Stubborn? Yeah. That's one word for it. It's the Gen X in me. Okay. Well, my zenial ass is we just <laughs> suck it up buttercup is my motto i have learned not to do that it's been i can still be independent as fuck like this morning daddy said we're red today and i looked at him and i said maybe Ooh, you brat you. <laughs> told him off didn't you <laughs> i did <laughs> my panties Ooh, be my panties now. are black with red lace okay they're not full Ooh, red you totally brought it I out there did he doesn't know yet <laughs> okay now so, he does as does all well no he'll never know from listening he to won't. this because he's so far behind he'll he's, never catch up he li- well okay so the thing is he listens to it like while i'm editing so he doesn't need to listen to it really oh, but is that it's his like excuse yeah but it's like bits and pieces but he can hear it when i'm editing Cause I don't bother with the headphones when I'm at home. I just let it, you know, let it play. Let it go. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you just wait. You just wait. Some one day this is gonna come back and bite you in the ass. Oh, I, I, do you know how many times we we finish recording and I totally forget mm-hmm. whatever it is we've recorded? I don't know what I say, and then you send me the edited version to upload, and I listen <laughs> to the to the entire podcast to make sure it, everything's smooth. And I just sometimes shake my head and go, what the fuck did I say? Yeah. Why did I say that? So there's an upcoming one at the time of this recording. There's an upcoming. You know, I've sent this to you. Oh, goodness. I sat there and laughed my ass off. Oh, is this? Oh, I think I know exactly what it is. It's it's tomorrow's episode. Okay. Like, I laughed my fucking ass off. I was crying. And uh, so you guys are listening to this episode after... It's the switches one. I was fucking crying. I um yeah, I I'm very impulsive sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like and then daddy's upstairs like hearing me laugh hysterically not only in person but in the podcast. We were hysterical laughing. And he's like hearing all of this and he goes he yells downstairs, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "No." <laughs> yeah, I do. I just I'm very blunt and open and honest when we record these things and then i realize afterward i'm like fuck (laughs) you people now know way more than you ever wanted to know about me and my life (laughs) and i just have visions at my funeral of this all coming back to haunt me (laughs) it will because i will play every episode (laughs) for the entire uh wait how long is shiva a week yeah i'll play every episode nonstop the whole week just warn my kids okay they might not want to be there for it then. Well, the one won't. <laughs> yeah, she does not kind of want to know. No. Well, the middle one still thinks I'm a virgin. So no, I was actually thinking of the middle one won't want to oh, be yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Well, the, the, youngest the younger is, one is going to okay, be like, the, <sighs> the oldest is like, you do, you, mom. Mm-hmm. The middle one is like, you're a virgin. I don't know what you're talking about, mom. Mm-hmm. And Typical the, Jewish boy. I, right. And the youngest is like, oh, my God, you're an embarrassment, mom. Right. So she already knows all this yes. shit. She's <laughs> just going to be like, Tara, can you just stop playing it nope i promised her i promised your mother it was her dying wish that i play all of these episodes oh that's right it's my dying wish (laughs) at which point did i say this is my dying wish right now yeah you just haven't died yet (laughs) okay let's go into discussion about denying aftercare 
Okay. Because this Not one. Not smooth, but I'll go with you on it. Well, you don't do that all the time. You're like, okay, Dara, sh- time to shut up. Let's move on to the next thing. So that's what I'm doing to you now. Continue. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Discussion about denying after. Oh, my God. She's crying. Drink. Allergies. You are wiping tears. Yes, allergies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm allergic to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Uh, let's see. I just had my first text session with a dom I got to know a few days ago. Everything was fine. At the end, I sent something bratty, but she still allowed me to finish afterwards. After that, she just left and didn't say anything. I asked if she doesn't do aftercare for her subs, and she said I missed my chance on getting aftercare when I said the bratty thing. I think I should have been denied finishing or something else. But do you guys think that you can deny aftercare for something that happened during the playtime? I'm new to this, so don't judge me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's a fake dom thing to do. Go, Rara. Oh, I have so many opinions. I have so many. I'm like holding back right now. First, I want to preface this by saying I despise the terms fake dom and fake sub. Mm -hmm. They're... I don't think they should be attached. If people are doing shitty things, then say they're a shitty dom or a shitty sub. Or if they're a fake, then they're a fake. But they're not a fake dom. Don't we have That's, like domaby? You could use the term domaby then instead. Like, I just don't just, like the term. The term because fake. because for you that alludes to the whole one true way. Well, and the other thing too is sometimes. Okay, what works for you isn't going to necessarily work for me. And it doesn't mean that somebody's fake. It just means we're not compatible. All right. Denying of aftercare. The only time, once aftercare is negotiated, the only time that I would ever be okay with it being denied is in extreme emergency situations. For example, the DOM or TOP has a medical emergency and has to leave or some other things, but then they need to make arrangements with somebody else. But to say your behavior was such that I'm going to deny you aftercare is unacceptable unless it's been negotiated. To me, that actually is bordering on abuse. What that person did right there is bordering on abuse. You don't get to like psychologically fuck somebody up by saying your behavior caused this issue that you did. That's literally what abuser abusers do. Like abusive parents, hey child, you did this, therefore it has caused me to do this. But you did it. No. So like Rara said, if you negotiate that like prior to the scene happening, not during the scene, prior to the scene happening, you can negotiate if you brat I will take away this. And this, the, the sum in this case would clearly have stated, no, you can't take away my aftercare. However, I do disagree in what you said about you should never do that unless there's like an emergency or negotiated. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. That's not entirely. Well, I, I don't think it means you run away and you leave them on their own. You no. find somebody else to do it. You can do that. So I don't really offer aftercare. When I demo. But and you I, tell them that up front. Not all the time. It's just kind of understood that I don't because it's 20 minutes at a club. Mm-hmm. I also don't offer it when I do private sessions at my house. 
The only time I ever give aftercare is if it is a personal sub of mine. And even then, most of the time they don't want it. I always offer. Some people say yes. Some people say no. But I offer. That's when I'm the top. When I'm the bottom, I always say no, I don't want to thank you. I think one of my negotiation questions on my little list that I use actually says, what kind of aftercare do you require? Mm-hmm. And most, pe- most people will say I don't need any or like just a glass of water. That's fine. But I'm not actually comfortable like sitting there with a blanket and cuddling a person that I don't really know. One of the biggest arguments that tends to happen in social media is surrounds aftercare. And this concept of aftercare is mandatory. And I have made multiple posts about this, but I'll say it here as well. Negotiating aftercare is is mandatory. mandatory. Actual aftercare is not mandatory. Yeah. Uh, So let's see. Let's unpack this a little bit more here. I don't like that. Well, it sounds like there's been no negotiating because then this this person would understand that bratting results in consequences. It doesn't sound like they had any concept that bratting resulted in consequences. Well, do you remember what we talked about on the ethical bratting ep- uh, episode where you need to negotiate bratting? Yes. It also sounds like this. I'm not blaming the sub here in any way. But again, this comes back to negotiation and communication. We learned that you can't just randomly brat. It has to be a part of the negotiation to allow it to be a part of the scene or your relationship. This is their first text session. So nothing in here says that it. nothing was negotiated, it almost sounds like. It sounds to me, if I had to guess, this is a brand new sub. They reached out a, uh, a dom who offered them who offered to give them a session for payment. Mm -hmm. They had a session and the Dom got her money and she was done. I understand. Okay. Like you said, you don't like the word fake Dom. I think this is not a, not a fake Dom because like arguably they're doing this, they're a Dom, but it's not a good one. I, that, that I would agree with. Because nothing I, about this yeah, is good. I think the other problem is, is as they admit they're new as a sub, right? I think they made the very, very, very common mistake of thinking the dominant is in charge. They are experienced. I'm not. Let I them will. Do their thing. I will let them do their thing, and they will tell me what I need to do. Mm-mm. And my answer to that is no. I don't care if you're new. I don't care if you're the submissive. I don't care if they're the dominant. Nobody is going to take better care of you than you. It is your. It is not their responsibility to say to you, what about aftercare? I mean, a, a good dom will include it in the negotiations, especially if they know you're new. But as a submissive, if you know you want to need aftercare, it is your responsibility to bring it up during negotiations. And a lot of times, even when I'm demoing, if they have a partner or even a friend there with them, I will look to the person and I'll be like, hey, are you taking care of the aftercare? Because I literally cannot. And then I will say they need water because with electricity play, you need water. Well, after 
after impact you need water too that's pretty pretty after common. anything yeah basically but like, fire play holy shit yes you do but like i will always tell that person you need to go get some water if they don't have anybody and that's the extent of it but i guess that still counts yeah but yeah i nothing about this feels right to me like that whole thing is just like no oh yeah all right okay here wow this one's gonna piss you off eh, i'm not fond what should I expect from a pleasure dom? Yeah. Uh, can I just answer? Pleasure? Yeah. That's it. This person wrote. <laughs> I, I can read I, it. I'm just. I have been seeing someone who is who I'm falling hard for. Anyways, he told me he is a pleasure dom and we're planning to meet up next week to mess around a bit. I've never experienced much in the world of BDSM. So I'm curious as to what to expect and what I should do to make this meeting more pleasurable for him. Thanks in advance. Ooh, so they're a pleasure sub. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Ready? I have this crazy idea for how to make this Wait, wait, perfect. wait. I, I think ready, I know ready, what it ready, is. Ready? Communicate. Ask them? Ask them. Ooh! Communicate. What does be... Because one of the things, and I've had this discussed uh, numerous times with other people, when s- one of the fun things about titles and labels, like a pleasure <laughs> dom, is ask five people what it means and you'll get five different answers. Mm-hmm. You had to ask them. You described yourself as a pleasure dog. What does that mean to you? What does that mean for what you will do? What are your ideas for how a pleasure because scene works? Guess what? For me, if you're going to give me pleasure, you're going to sp- beat the ever-living fuck out of me. Not the orgasms. I can take care of that myself later. <laughs> Bob and I will be just fine. But... <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Hitachi okay. theory. I know. I know what you're talking about. All right. But for me, what what brings pleasure is something entirely different. So I need to ask you, what does a pleasure dom mean to you? Then get the conversation going. So here's the thing: what if to this person, to their, to this dom, pleasure means forced orgasms okay. for an hour? There you go. But that's what I would need to know. You can't just telling me your pleasure dom tells me nothing. Yeah. So Rara's version of pleasure is completely different from mine. I would probably be okay with the forced orgasms for an hour. Well, okay, not an hour, maybe 20 minutes. I don't think I could take it for an hour. But Ooh, Daddy J, a challenge has been issued. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but so that's something you absolutely need to know going in. Because to the pleasure dom who thinks forced orgasms is the pleasure, maybe they only think orgasms is the pleasure. And that's the only thing they do. In that case, if you're not comfortable with that, you need to not go. That is not your form of pleasure. You're not going to get pleasure out of that. And then what if um, they think that beating somebody is only for sadists and they don't identify as a sadist, so therefore they will not do that? They won't work for me. What if a pleasure dom takes pleasure in Tying somebody up with rope and suspending them and putting them in that zen state that Rara likes. Oh, that sounds fun. Exactly. It. I honestly think that any top can be a pleasure dom. That's why I hate that label. That's why I freaking hate that label. Okay, just my 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 personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But these are the kind. Like this is what we're always talking about. Fucking ask, negotiate that, talk about it. And again, do you see what's happened here? Here's somebody who's new, right? Well, they're reaching out to the internet to ask questions that they really should just be asking their partner. Well, it also, 
makes you wonder, do they trust their partner if they're not asking their partner? Well, it seems like this is a newer relationship. It could also be they just don't want to seem as um, unprepared as they actually are. They don't want to seem as, for lack of a better term, uneducated in BDSM as they are. Perhaps. I will tell you that as somebody who, who does play with a lot of newbies, and I'm sure you do mm-hmm. as well, since you have this <laughs> you fetish, um, <laughs> I would much prefer you just be open and honest with me about what you do and do not know and not try to pretend you know more. Yeah. And not only that, but then it also how that person responds when you tell them you don't know will tell you a lot. If their answer is, oh, okay, don't worry, just trust me. No. And don't. Don't and run the other direction. Don't do that. Red flag, red flag. But if they take the time to actually explain and sit down with you and have mm-hmm. a conversation about it, different. So now, at this point, we're on episode 60. Yeah. And you, everybody who listens to this, you should be fairly well educated on this topic, even if you haven't played. Because we repeat this over and over and over. So once again, every single answer to almost every single one of these questions is just communicate. Talk about it. It's amazing when you communicate the problems you can solve. Oh, yeah. So that actually reminds me. I think there was one thing, the safe worded one. Yeah. You communicated. Good job. Yay. Good job. Oh, I picked another one for you, Dara. Oh, yeah. This one, this one I thought, I mean, I've been it, I've been in this position, but you're currently in this position. So, okay. So this one is new. This is not, this hasn't been in here since the last time I looked at this. Surprise. Uh-huh. Okay. I like to do that to you too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. So let me read this. <clears throat> Dynamics while also in a relationship. Okay. I can see, I can see why you picked this. Yeah. Hi, all. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a few months since I entered a relationship with an incredible human. We did... Wait, no, grammar. Okay, I'm changing this. We did have a chat recently, and we discovered that he's also a member of the BDSM community and that we'd be willing to explore a dynamic. I've only had play partners before, and I avoided dating them. I'd like to ask other people who are in a dynamic and also in a relationship, how do they handle it and how do they maintain the balance? I've tried a few things, but we seem to be unable to separate the two relationships. Tried setting certain days for play, for example, but almost every time we have sex, it turns into play. Or we've discussed the dynamic we're going for, and we have agreed that we don't want a 24-7, but most of the time it feels like it is. Any advice would be more than welcome. Um, I have concerns. Okay. Who is initiating the play when it's supposed to be an off day? Because if it's the, the person who's supposed to be the dom and the one with the more experience, then they're not respecting the other person's boundaries. And my other question is, let's see, it says unable to separate the two relationships. So in my case, I do and I don't. It's more of a natural thing. I am technically in a 24-7 daddy little relationship. But in reality, it's when I choose to be in it. Isn't that the case with any submissive? I don't Honestly, know. I, I mean, most of us who identify as little S's only submit when we damn well want to. Right. It's not like we, we there's some 
voodoo that's, you know, hypnotizing us. And why are you staring at me like this? It's voodoo, not voodoo. Just because you're <laughs> Jewish doesn't mean everything has to do with Jew. Can I, I tell them what you did earlier? <laughs> okay. So I was testing the mic and I said, do, 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 do. Just, just be silly and uh, something other than testing. One, two, three. And Rara goes, Jew, 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 Jew. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? She goes, I'm Jewish. Everything is Jew. <laughs> do you see what I mean there? <laughs> do you see what I Yes, I see what you did there. <sighs> anyway, we can turn it on and off. I, I really, I, I hate, and I, I, this is, again, another personal opinion. So come at me. I'm ready for you. <laughs> I, I hate when I hear these people say, well, you threw me into my submissive headspace. I couldn't stop myself. Why not? Thank you. Don't you have control over Do you yourself? Do not have agency over your own body? Even if you end up finding your submissive space being turned on, you still get to choose what you will and will not do. Otherwise, submissives would never break rules, right? Because we'd always be in our submissive headspace doing what we're supposed to be. But sometimes, folks, we don't do it, even when we know we're supposed to. Why? Because we have agency of our own bodies. Now, look, I am, I am a switch. I've also got my dominant side outside of the kink community, I'm like 99% dominant. Somebody looking at me and calling me baby girl is not going to flip the switch mm -mm. and bring out my submissive side. I've seen other people say just being called like a, a title like that will do it. I don't understand it, but okay, whatever. You still have agency over your own body, your own choices and what you do and do not do. So, for example, remember the little episode when Daddy was here and he boot my snoot and I immediately went into little? Yes. I still can control that. I was doing it for the episode and because it's Daddy and because I'm comfortable with you. But if he does it when we're in public and I look at him and I'm like, no. Yeah, because it's you You, you were in a safe zone. You felt comfortable letting mm -hmm. your little side it out. It was my choice to but let her out. when you are not comfortable, you choose not to let her out. I... I it's it's 100% my choice and my personal like this. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to do this. But if I'm not like if I'm mad at him or something and he comes at me like trying to be daddy, I'll just no. Because at that point, I'm wife and I'm pissed. Yeah. And there's a difference. <laughs> I mean, I'm not pissed off wife all the time. A lot of times, you know, hell, most of the time I'm just wife. Normal. Well, fine. None of us are anything 24-7. No. Right? I'm a mother. Am I a mother 24-7? Well, yeah, my yeah. kids are alive 24-7. But guess what? Sometimes they need me to do something as their mom. And I've deemed it's not an emergency. It can wait. And I need to do something for myself first. Yep. Oh, man, you're going to get like... I just... Luckily, the people that agree with you are not listening. Well... <laughs> or don't agree with you. Words are Even hard. the people who don't agree with me. I mean, if your kids are younger, this is different. Remember, guys, my youngest is a junior in high school, okay? So, and my other two are full-grown-ass adults in the eyes of the law. <laughs> they're my babies, but they're in the eyes of the law, they're adults. Yeah. So, And I've got a fur baby, so. Right? Okay, it just, I really, this idea that they're being forced into this thing. And the other thing I want to talk about is that this 24-7. I think there's a lot of confusion as to what 24-7 means. 
there are two separate things in a dynamic. There's 24-7 and there's TPE, which stands for Total Power Exchange. They are not the same. No, you can have both or not. You never have, usually never have a TPE without 24-7. Right. But you can have 24-7 without the TPE. I mean, I've seen it where, like, if you're doing a thing, like, if you go to that person's house and you don't live together and then it's, like, when you're not together, it's not, it, that it's not 24-7. But when you're within their vicinity, when you're at their house, like, say, for a weekend, then, yeah. See, and I, I view it differently because I've been in relationships, every dynamic I've had where I've not lived with that person. I've still been 24-7 because my rules applied whether I'm with them or not. I'm always got those rules. It's not like, okay, so only on weekends Mm -hmm. does this rule apply. This was my rule 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But some people, that may not be the case. But that's, uh, that's, no, then, but then you're not a, you wouldn't be a total power exchange. I'm saying is there is non 24 sevens that exist. I've never seen a total power exchange that isn't 24 seven because then you haven't totally given up your power. Well, I feel like you can totally give up your power for a weekend. But that's not total power exchange. Okay, well, semantics. I'm just saying that's not what total total power exchange means. You have given up all your power. Yeah, so. That's usually usually set for slave. No, they're usually for slave and you are not a slave mentality, my love. No, which is why I switch in and out of being submissive when I damn well choose to. But I would wonder why, again, and this is the problem with any of these Reddit things. We, we have, we always have more questions. What is it? Why does it all of a sudden feel like it's 24 seven? Like what's happening that it feels like it's, it's, it's more than just what you had agreed to? I'd like to know if the other person is purposely triggering them into that headspace. And then have they learned not to, like, why have they not figured out that they can control it? And. So to me, this this feels like coercion. It reads like they're being coerced into, instead of just having like, if they wanted vanilla sex for the day, they're almost being coerced into BDSM. Yeah, see, I, and I don't read that into it because I just don't have enough information. I need to know what is happening. If, you know, if they're having sex and he casually says to her, you know, go into a different position. Is she assuming that that's being a dominant or is that just having sex? And sometimes one of you says change positions. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, is she reading more into things than there are? Maybe he's just dominant in the bedroom and he doesn't mean to be. And she's just not. I mean, for all that I am extremely dominant in the bedroom. You're not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I like to I, I, I like to be manhandled. Okay. <laughs> and I like I like somebody else to be in charge and just tell me what to do because I really just want to turn my brain off and feel and not think. Well, what I mean, the other question is, what does it mean by turns into play? What it, kind of play? Right. Again, is he saying something as simple as, can you give me a blowjob? Yeah, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that's dominant. My partner will say that to me and he's not my dom. Mm-hmm. He's expressing what he wants. Expressing what you want is not being a dominant. It's communicating. You know what happened? So let's say they're they're doggy style, and her ass just looks good. So he gives a little smacky smack in her ass. Is that play? How many vanillas do we know who do that? I would never ever think that they vanillas, are part of BDSM. Vanillas choke each other. So right. So I I I just again, you know what would help here? Context communication. Oh. 
I knew she it started needs- with a C. Yeah, you are so close. <laughs> Cunt, communicate. It's just something in that C, w- C range. <laughs> close. <laughs> you need to talk to your partner and say, this is what I'm feeling. This is how things are coming across. This may be a matter of perception. And he's doing something that she's, that he means one way, but she's taking it as another way. And if they would just sit and talk, that would solve the problem. However, if it is con- coercion. Well, that's entirely different. Right. And that's what needs to be figured out. Like, that's what they need to understand the the bottom and the top. Talk about it. And if it is coercion, get the fuck out. I love how you go straight to there's evil happening. Oh, that's just how my brain works. Yeah. I am innocent. And so I feel that there's probably just a misunderstanding. And if they would just communicate, they would solve it. And true love will find a way. You're right there, Disney princess. Yeah. Well, considering I spent the last two days of my vacation reading nothing but Russian mafia non-consent consent books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're still in the whole, I'm innocent. And this is what I think may be happening. Babe. Look, you got little squirrels coming up to you trying to do your laundry. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we should stop there with Ra Ra singing to her little squirrel laundry. Okay. I will say one more thing. We will continually bring back these answer Reddit episodes every every couple months, whatever. Yeah. If you come across anything in Reddit, by all means send it our way. The other thing I would like to announce is we actually have a Reddit group. I know it's quiet. I know it's empty, but I have actually added rules now. Uh-huh. I did that. You want to know why Rara did that? Because Dara's done nothing. Yeah. Okay. Because Dara can't be trusted with social media. Yeah. So I'm going to do that too. Um. Anyway, by all means, it's Pink Kink Podcast. So what's the proper? I don't know anything about Thank it, you. It's called a subreddit. Thank you. I do know that. I don't, I don't know anything <laughs> I about I read Reddit. them. I just don't run them. Okay. So the subreddit is Pink Kink Podcast. Ask questions there. Um, share stories with us, whatever. We are going to work on trying to make it more. I make B- no promises B- yet because, S- because, uh, yeah, I, when it, I've had to learn, I learned Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And now I need to learn Reddit. Oh, does well, that make me wait, does that make me multilingual? No. Can I put that on my resume? I'm multilingual? You're multi social media, but hey, you've also learned Discord and now Zoom. Yes, that's true. I did a thing on Discord yesterday. I was really proud of myself because I figured out something. This, and she ran a Zoom. And I did Zoom. So I am I am multi social media. <laughs> multimedia? You're multimedia. <laughs> oh my god. Can they put that on your t-shirt? Add that to my t-shirt of labels. I'm multimedia. Oh my God. That's hysterical. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. 
If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast and check out our pink kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.